Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you enjoy the Girl Dad Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe the relationship between a daughter and her father is one of the most important relationships a young lady can have. And therefore, my mission is to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by sharing the voices of girl dads to the world. So check out our podcast on every platform where podcasts can be listened to. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel. Again, that's the Girl Dad Discussions Podcast with your host, Ernest James. Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with their problems, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal uh, with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, Make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share to our podcast on all our social media uh, platforms that uh, we may be found on. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on IG. Uh, everywhere you can look, we're there. So thank you guys once again for tuning in. Uh, and make sure you guys stay until the end of the podcast. I'm going to tell you how you can win $100 uh, from the podcast for not doing anything. But you got to stay to the end in order to get that information. So uh, today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest 
Miss L.A. Roberts, how are you doing? I am doing amazing. And I'm trying to figure out how I can win the $100. Like, do I have to, what do I have to do? But you got to wait to the end of the show. You got to wait to the uh, end uh, of the show. And then I'll let, I let everybody know, including you. So you can't win too. Uh, I'm, I'm not biased. <laughs> the guests can win too. Uh, so first of all, let me say thank you uh, for being on. Because uh, you could be doing anything else, but you're here with me and my listeners, and I definitely appreciate it. So thank you once again for taking out your time to be here. You are welcome. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to grace your platform. No problem. No problem. So first thing I want you to do, do me a favor, introduce yourself uh, to my listeners and tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Okay. Well, you know what? I do a lot of things, but let's just start with first who I am. <laughs> My name is L.A. Robertson. Yes, that is my real name. It stands for Lachey and it is on my birth certificate because I get that question all the time, right? Like, where'd you get L.A.? Well, my grandmother gave me L.A., okay? Uh, I am an author. I'm an international speaker. I'm a radio personality. I am the founder of I Inspire Global, where ordinary people with extraordinary stories change the world. All right, all right. So, we know that this is who you are now, right? And I always say there's a, always a story behind the story. So who was LA growing up and what was the transition that brought you to this space to what you do now? You know what? Interestingly enough, LA is a little girl from the South side of Chicago that, all right. Yes. You know, um, I'm a little girl from the South side of Chicago who was always into things yet had a very tumultuous childhood. Um, I grew up in a lot of abuse physically, mentally, and I always knew that there was something else. So the hold on to, you know, the LA and I go back to people saying, well, how did you get to LA? Because it was just one day I sat down and said, one day I'm going to be something. I'm going to be somebody. And my name is going to be L.A. Roberts. And I held on to a dream of just doing more and helping people. I've always been the one to step forward and do something. You know, if you were to know me when I was five years old, I, I'm blessed to still have friends that, you know, that long. They're not surprised at all. They're like, oh, you know, like this, this is just right up your alley. But I am just that little girl. And a lot of me is still her on the inside because I hold on to that childlike faith, which pushes me to my next level, which gets me to understand that I was built for what I'm doing right now. Okay. Okay. So I, I understand. Um, let's talk a little bit about your, your uh, foundation. So I, I aspire global, right? Um, so I'm, Interesting to know how even that came to about, you know, and how do not only how did it come about, but even as it works out, how, what do you do uh, to inspire people and help them tell their stories? Okay. So I actually have been, you know, speaking for years and years. And one day I, I, I prayed and I asked God exactly what he wanted me to do because I felt like I was in a a box, right? I felt like my my audience was only a certain type of person. And so I wanted to expand because there's so many people around the world. And so I asked, I prayed and I said, God, what do you want me to do? And just as clearly as I'm talking to you, I heard, have a global mindset. 
And I was like, okay, but what does that look like? And that was the end of 2018, I do believe. Yes, it was the end of 2018. And he showed me very quickly what that looks like because at the top of February, 2019, I was invited to speak at the United Nations. So it was like, oh, this is what it looks like. You know, um, this is what being global really looks like. And I thought that I would have to leave the country, you know, to go and do this and obviously not, right? So what I inspire global actually is, is an opportunity for people to share their stories. So it's ordinary people with extraordinary stories that change the world. And what I assist people with doing is standing on top of their story and not standing in it. As I allow people to move through their testimonies in such a way where they see themselves as being the victor and not the victim. So I am a believer that when you share your testimony, it's important for you to not bleed on other people. Right. So a little while ago, I told you that I was a, you know, a victim of physical and mental abuse growing up. Well, I can say that without crying. You know, I can, I can say that without you know, telling, you know, or you, I can say it without feeling away and making you feel away about me saying it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and be strong in it and letting people know it's okay. And so that's what I help individuals do. I help them be strong in their testimony and you're still here. So why not share it? But you got to be strong in it. Yeah, and I, as a as a speaker myself, that's definitely one of the things that uh, we're trained to do. Is like, don't speak on anything you haven't healed from. You know what I mean? Because you Absolutely. get to talk about it, and you start crying. You can't be on the stage crying. You're supposed to be helping. <laughs> you're supposed to be helping the next person. So if you haven't healed from it yet, you can't try to help somebody else heal from it. And you know what's interesting? You actually could. You could cry as long as you can pull yourself out of it. Hmm. So I ran a, I did a one woman show for two years and I just me, two acts, a singer and a band. And I had to go through periods of my life that were very painful. Did I have to cry? Absolutely. Because I want to invoke emotion from you so that you can dig into what it is that you need Mm -hmm. to dig into. But then once it was over, I, and I went on to the next, that's a skill. So you can cry. However, if you're still crying when you get off stage, that's when you know you're not healed from that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a it's a it's a balance somewhat of or should I say it's a it's a healing even in that, you know, to be able to cry because you have to have even some level of healing. You may cry from the experience, but not cry from the hurt. You know what I mean? To the point that, like you said, you can cry to evoke your audience, but then when it's time to turn it off, okay, you can turn it off. You know, yeah. it's you know that's what I mean by you're on the stage and you get to so emotional because you haven't fully healed. That now you're crying and they like, you know, you can't even finish the rest of your <laughs> the rest right. of your sessions. So and that's, now they're, that's they're hugging you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? Can you make it? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the story to tell, boo. Don't tell that story. Right, right, right. Don't tell that story. Right. So 
I, I think that one of the, when we talk about telling our stories, um, especially as coaches and speakers, a lot of times we have to get us out of the way uh, to an extent. And, and, but I think that sometimes we don't give ourselves enough focus. You know, sometimes even when we focus on our audience, and I think that's where we make that mistake, where we, we want to help people so much that we try to help them with things that we haven't healed from yet. Yeah. Uh, but I think that we have to learn to put ourselves first, you know, to make sure that we're healed and we're whole, you know, before we go to take our message to to an audience, you know. And so just as a uh, as a as a speaker yourself. You know, what is one of the things or something that you kind of help your people to understand about putting themselves first or making themselves a priority, you know, before hitting the stage? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know, I always tell people, you know, you can't do for others unless you first do for yourself. And if you're in pain and you're not taking the priority for yourself, then it won't happen without you, if, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So mm -hmm. none of this will happen without you. If you know what I mean, like mm -hmm. it won't happen without you. So what's more important? Is it important for you to run yourself into the ground and not be okay and not be healthy and not be whole? You know how many speakers and, and authors or coaches or whatever are completely breaking down because they're trying to chase the next and they're not realizing that you won't be doing anything, <laughs> you know, like anything at all, unless you take care of yourself. So I always say you are first. Well, God is first, then you, then everything else comes afterwards. And so when I am preparing to do a keynote or if I'm doing something, I always take that time beforehand and then I take the time after, you know, like I need to prepare because mm -hmm. honestly, and I don't know if it's the same way with you, but I have been in rooms that are emotionally draining and it's so many people and it's so much going on and you have to be on the entire time yeah. where I have to just get to myself. I have to, because if I don't, I will completely crash. And so I use those examples for people that I talk to and, and I'm, I'm, I'm really honest with it because it's happened to me. So I can tell you what I know, not what I heard. So I always kind of, you know, stay in that vein. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, it's oftentimes, you know, we use the analogy, analogy of, the plane, when it says put your mask on first, put your mask on first before you put it on the other person. And it's because it's, it's true. And even in that scenario, but also in, in everyday life, you can't help the next person if you can't help yourself. You know, um, I'm a construction worker by day. And one of the things that they always tell us, you know, when we're working like in the steel mills and things like that, uh, which is where we work, there's a lot of gases and then in different things. So they always say, if you see somebody go down just unexpectedly do not run to them you know because mm -hmm. if they went down because of a gas leak and you run into it you're going to go down too and mm -hmm. unfortunately we have had the case where there were about four people that died because the one person went to help the next person and then the next person oh, and they all ran into the you know into the area right after each other and, and passed away but you know 
that's why we have to learn to take care of ourselves first and make sure ourselves are good first, you know. And and sometimes people won't always understand it. And so um, I remember I was listening to, I think it was a podcast or something I was listening to the other day, and it was a husband and wife. They The guy, the therapist, asked the husband and wife, you know, what's your pri- priority? You know, and the husband was like, you know, my kids, my wife, you know, then me, then the job, whatever. And then when he asked the wife, the wife was like me, then my husband, then the kids, whatever. <laughs> and so the husband was like, how you going to put yourself before me? You know, he kind of didn't understand it until she broke it down. Like, well, I have to be my best self before I can be my best for you and for the kids and for everybody else. You know, and I think that's a misunderstanding that people not only do we have to understand that, but sometimes we have to let people know, okay, this is what this is. You know, whether it's our family, whether it's our uh, co-workers, whoever, yeah. when it comes time for you to take that time for yourself, you got to take that time for yourself because no one is going to give you permission to do it, you know, and then sometimes when you do do it, then they're like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> right. And then how am I going to be able to be who you need me to be? Mm-hmm. If I if I'm depleted, you know, um, my coach, Lisa Nichols, she goes, you cannot serve from an empty cup. You really cannot. And I could be honest, I've been in positions where my cup was bone dry. Like <laughs> there is not one bit of moisture. If you probably would have dropped a little bit of water in there, it might have cracked. <laughs> like I have been in that position where I've just been tired and depleted and overwhelmed and did not know. But it's about stealing those opportunities where you can have just a little bit of a, a little bit of time. You know, like I know, schedules can be very hectic. I have a radio show. I do, you know, like all types of stuff. And if I don't take three or four hours or something, like on a weekend or you know, or something to get myself together, by the time I get to the last thing, you can look at me and tell. Mm-hmm. she's tired and and I don't I don't you never want to show up like that right. you know you never want to right. show up in that in that in that vein have I ever shown up in that vein absolutely have I been told you need to sit down absolutely did mm-hmm. I do it all the time no <laughs> did I learn absolutely <laughs> so yeah yeah and I and one that's one of the things that I've learned uh so I'm a I'm a PK uh which oh, is a preacher's, oh. preacher's kid. Oh, um, okay. Was, well, you bad. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, the, I was the good son, right? That's oh, the bad son. No, I'm just playing. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm a PK, and so I grew up with, you know, uh, pastors uh, and also ministers in my family, uh, watching them, and then later on, even after I became a minister and later on became a pastor, one of the things that I saw. Uh, with some of the people in leadership uh, as the pastors were them putting so many people before themselves, you know, and to its own detriment or to their own detriment at at a point. Um, And I remember even my mom, when my mom became pastor, um, the phone calls, you know, all times of night and people want to come over to the house all the time of day, you know, and her study trying to you know, be there for everybody to the point we were like, look, uh, she's not coming to the phone. You know what I mean? And yeah. then we had to kind of step in and she kind of fussed at a little bit like, no, you know, but we like, no, nah, mind this. 
this ain't finna happen. You know, <laughs> yeah. after, after 10 o'clock, do not call my mom after 10 o'clock. Right, right, right. She'll answer and she'll pray and she'll do all that. But unfortunately, I picked up the phone. (laughs) So you got to call back in the morning. You know, I've seen that uh, so much over the years of of people putting, you know, everyone else before themselves and kind of sacrificing their own health and well-being for the people that they're trying to serve. And I'm glad yeah. to see that in this climate that we're in now, especially being trained as speakers and ministers and, and people that serve uh, in general, that we're learning to put ourselves first, you know, to make ourselves a priority, uh, so to speak, you know, so that we're not always depleted, you know. And um, unfortunately, we have to make sure that we watch the people we're around and also mm-hmm. the uh, environments that we, we walk into because sometimes the environment is not right. You know, and like you said earlier, when you, you sometimes you can walk into some spaces, just be like, okay, you know, <laughs> I already tell this vibe and this whole, and this whole place is off, you know, and then some of the people that you deal with, especially dealing with uh, different um, personalities and things like that, you got toxic people, you know, that just haven't been through, or should I say, haven't worked through the things that they need to work through. And then you got some that are just comfortable being where they are and don't plan on changing, you know? Right. So you have to cut, you know, learn to cut some of those people off. And so even just dealing with that, um, to- dealing with toxic people and, and toxic behaviors or people with toxic behaviors, you know, what would be something that, you know, you may even encourage someone who you are working with on how to release, you know, even some of their own toxicity, if that's a, if that's an issue, but mm-hmm. definitely toxic people or people in them in their lives that just like, yeah, you got to let them go. You know, what's funny. Some people don't even know they're toxic. <laughs> I mean, some people that's don't, really true. they don't, they don't know they're toxic. They, they have absolutely no idea that what they're doing to you um is not good because they have been in it for so long that it's normal right mm-hmm. um dysfunction to some people is very normal and so they don't know so being able to recognize what does it make you feel good like every time i'm around you i don't feel good like you know i feel like I'm, I'm wrong or we're having this conversation. I feel depleted or I'm feeling like, you know, I have to defend myself or I'm trying to, you know, uh, protect myself all the time. If you're around those type of people, then you have to take a step back and wonder why you keep doing it, right? Like, what is it about these particular people? Because some people feel like I need to be around them because I'm helping them. In actuality, you're really not. And then you have to also ask, what type of behavior are you contributing to this relationship, which causes this to be okay? Because it's not always the other person. It's him, it's her, it's the truth. It's her, it's her, and the truth. It's him and him and the truth. It's something in the middle. There's something that you're contributing to make this okay. You know, so you have to really ask yourself the hard questions why do I feel like this? Why does this person feel like they can do this, right? Sometimes you have to retrain people how to treat you. 
You have mm-hmm. to show them where you are now. You got to let them know. Uh, you know, I'm not the little girl back in, you know, in, in 84. You could talk to crazy. I'm grown. Like, I'm a real grown woman, and we're going to have a conversation. And so I just tell people to evaluate. Evaluate your relationships. Evaluate um, who it is. And I also go by the model that titles don't make you entitled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Titles do not make you entitled. People feel like because I'm your mother or I'm your father or I'm your brother or I'm your sister or, you know, whatever, I can talk to you any kind of way. You are to take this from me. And I always love this. You know, people will be like, what do you mean? You know, your mom. It says, honor thy mother and father. And I go, it also says, do not provoke your children to anger. Mm. So let's even this out. You know yeah. what I mean? So let's even this out. So Titles don't make you entitled. And I tell people that. So that's that's how I kind of guide it. And then we we open it up and p- unpackage it that way because it's never one easy answer. However, mm-hmm. I will release people. I've released people that I have been um, friends with for 15 years because my mental stability is more important than your comfortable your comfortability. Yeah, yeah. And and I like what you said about the the titles, especially when it comes to family. You know, and I just say family as a whole, whether it's mom, dad, whoever, mm-hmm. because if you haven't healed, then you're just toxic, you know. And so you bring that to me, even as uh, uh, mothers or fathers, you know, especially those who may have their own mother uh, hurt or father hurt, you know. And so they're bringing that their traumas and passing it on to their kids. And now they're, you know, taking that same uh emotions and same feelings that they have and now they're putting it on you you know if they haven't healed then you know right mother or father whoever it is okay i gotta i gotta keep my distance you know and i remember talking to someone uh, not too long ago and uh they have a sister and no matter when they get together you know they always end up getting into it Mm -hmm. you know and i said look just pay attention to it right and I said, how long can you guys be in the same room before you start arguing? He said, maybe about five minutes. And after five minutes, something's going to happen. I said, so you know you need to be leaving after five minutes. Don't right. wait for six minutes. Right. When it gets to five minutes, okay, it's about that time. Let me go. Because right. <laughs> you know, you know Sheila about to act up. Right, right. <laughs> she about to cut up and about, okay, we got to go. Right. I always think about uh, uh, I think that was Denzel Washington in, in the one movie where he, he looked at his, see how much time he got? Equalizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. He's like, yeah, uh, let me get on up out of here, you know? And, and, and that's a real thing. And I'm like, because you already know that. And it's not because you guys don't love each other. You know, that's your sister. You love her. She loves you or whatever. But for whatever reason, uh, whether it's your lifestyles or whatever, y'all always end up button heads. So just leave before it gets to that point. And you don't necessarily have to leave all together, but you know you need to leave the room, give you give you each other some space, right. and then come back, you know? But you right. know, y'all, if it gets to that six minutes, you know where it's headed. You know what I mean? Now, and, and you know what, and that's true. Like, you, everybody got the family members. As soon as you walk in, you go, oh, here she come. Hey, girl. <laughs> How you doing? You you all right? All right, I'm gonna go in here and get some sweet potato pie, you know, real quick. And um, mm. all right, you know, and, and it's okay. It's really okay. You can love people 
and not allow them to drain you. Mm -hmm. It is not your responsibility to assist someone to get through the trauma that they're not willing to go through the healing for. You understand what I'm saying? If they're not saying, I'm trying to get better. And in turn, you're trying to help their trauma and you getting traumatized. And so who's trying to help you out of your trauma? It's, it's a whole thing. And nobody's perfect. Everybody has their things that they're going through. And your loved ones will help you kind of navigate and, you know, and, and love you through situations. However, it is ultimately your responsibility to do that for yourself. And so if I'm dealing with a bad situation and, you know, I'm really in a place, I know I can't go to that outing because I'm not in a place to be there. So you have to make those decisions for yourself and, mm -hmm. and don't be selfish in it either. You know, be honest. I talk to myself in the mirror. If I'm having a hard time, I literally will stand there and go, so why are you mad? What is it? Let's work this thing out because we got to, you know, we got to, we got to, we got to get it. And at the end of it, I'm normally crying and I'm normally like, okay, or I'm making a phone call. You know, you have the girl dad uh, podcast mm -hmm. about, Three or four months ago, I had a situation and I realized I needed to talk to my daddy. And I texted him, was like, can you talk? And I was like, I'm, I'm having an issue. And I texted him, he called me. And all of that weight that I was feeling came off of me because I needed to talk to my daddy. But I had to get to that point where right. I was willing to say, what is it? And then, you know, go through the healing process. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and shout out to, uh, to the Girl Dead Discussions podcast. Um, I know it says right there, actually supposed to be. <laughs> to the girl there you go. That. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I actually, that's one of the things that I wanted to do even with that podcast is to, you know, promote the, the voices of, of uh, girl dads and share the stories of, of dads and their daughters. And even uh, there's going to be a point where I start having, you know, the daughters on to talk about their fathers also. You know, and because I think it's a so I'm a I'm a fatherless daughter, not a fatherless daughter. I'm a girl dad, but I'm a um yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Fatherless daughter advocate. That's what I meant to say. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um in case you don't know, if you haven't followed the podcast, the way I even got into podcasting was because I started a page uh, on Instagram called Friends of Fatherless Daughters, and which I talked about, you know, uh fatherless daughters and kind of gave my uh, advice uh, as a father, um, as a girl dad, as a brother with five sisters and watching my relationship, my father's relationship with my sisters and also with my relationships with the women that I dated because going through that process, what I found out was every woman I ever dated was a fatherless daughter. And so it was mm -hmm. like, okay, either I'm attracted to them or they're attracted to me. And so that's kind of what made me you know, go that way and start really looking into how can I help this community that I'm connecting with for whatever reason. Um, mm -hmm. And when I started that, I started getting phone calls to be on podcasts. And so that took me on that journey. And then after one such podcast, I was like, hey, you need to have your own podcast. And that kind of led to here, which eventually now have also led to the uh, Girl Dead Discussions podcast. Um, so I'm I'm real big on that, and so I'm I'm glad even to hear you say that you know um, to be able because I think that's and I don't want to I don't want to change the subject. But no, I just go ahead, just, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I just I just really wanted to, to point that out of the importance of fathers in the lives of their daughters, you know, and not just in the lives of daughters, also in the lives of their sons, but I think even more important in the lives of their daughters because you do need to make those phone calls, you know, every now and then. And so I wrote a book called uh, The Four Core, which is the four core four core values that every daughter should get from her father. And it's uh, guidance, it's affirmation, love and affection, and protection, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the four core values. And what I teach is not only do you need that from your father, but when the women start getting older and start dating, they still need those values. They just look at, look to get it from a different person. So now you're looking to get it from your husband or your mate, you know, but you still need it from your father. Probably just not as much because now you're looking for it from somewhere else. But those same values need to be poured into you as a woman. Yeah. And you know what? Let's be clear. Um, the daddy that I picked up the phone and called is my stepdad, not my mm -hmm. biological father. Mm -hmm. uh, my biological father was not in my life. Um, my stepdad was. And then I also had a grandfather, lovingly known as my papa. You know, so I had those men in my life that were able to pour into me. Um, girls that have their daddies have a, an advantage, but they also do have other things that they 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 desire. Um, you know, I'm I almost told my age, I won't. But, uh, <laughs> and I almost slipped out. Did you see it? I was like, I'm and then so um you know, I still needed to have the conversation. I still needed to pick up the phone. However, for those women that may be listening, like, you know, well, my father is gone and my father, you know, was never in my life. There's still hope for you, you mm -hmm. know, um, and it's not your fault that they were not there. And it's not your fault that they're not here now. There is still an opportunity for you to have a male figure in your life that would be willing to give you those four core values. And it's never too late to start that because the only reason why we grew up is because time told us we had to. So a lot of us are walking around still little mm -hmm. girls or yep. still little boys, and you may have the salt and pepper beard, or you know, you you may, you know, have grown up and become a beautiful woman like me. Uh, <laughs> however, there is still a little girl on the inside that desires that, but it's never too late to, you know, build that particular relationship. And God will give you who it is that you need. Um, I missed a lot of relationships in my life. When my mother wasn't around, I, I you know, hindsight, there were women that stepped up that I'm your mother, you know, like, and, mm -hmm. and this is what I'm going to teach you. And then when my, my father, you know, God gave me who I needed. So there's always somebody there. Just keep your eyes and your ears open for who it is, especially if you desire it, because God will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you, you, you had your stepdad. And that's another thing that I, I champion. I'm also a stepfather. I have one biological child, which is my daughter. Um, at the time we're, of us recording this, my daughter just turned 20, you know, so she's away at college. So she's a whole grown person now. Ah. Um, but I have four stepsons, you know, and my daughter is the youngest of, of my five children. Um, 
And so I always champion, you know, the, the stepfathers or the step parents in, in general, because we took the, we took a position. I don't like to say place. Um, Cause that's one of the things that I always told my sons, I'm not here to take your father's place, but I'm here to stand in the gap until he comes, you know, because he was around, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so um, I think that's very important. And I definitely always champion and even said it on a recording I was doing yesterday, um, you know, don't be afraid to be a step parent, you know, don't be afraid to, to stand in that gap because that person needs somebody, you know, and especially you have either one or two stories, either you grew up with your parents, both, you know, and you can give that same thing to someone else or you didn't, but you could give someone else what you didn't have, you know, either way you can fill that gap. Um, and so I'm very adamant about, you know, the step parents uh, stepping in. And, and I tell um, my my uh, daughter's stepmom all the time, I'm so grateful for their relationship, uh, especially now, because now she's going through some some transitions and, and her and her mom is not necessarily the best of friends, you know, mm-hmm. but she calls her stepmom anytime. You know, and, and sometimes her, her stepmom would call me, but like, hey, daughter, call me today. You know, and right. she didn't call me, and I'm like, how she call you and she ain't call me? You know, because you don't have it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, but I do get the calls when she needs some money. So, <laughs> oh, listen, and that won't stop. Like, you know, that absolutely will not stop. I have some. I have a lot of close guy friends that are like my brothers, and one of my friends, he was actually on the phone with me yesterday, and he was like. You know, it's my daughter. I'm like asking for money. She always do. I said, that's her job. Like, I don't understand why you, what part of you got a baby girl yeah. and she don't ask you for some money. Like, you know, like, don't, don't act like you, 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 this is due. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> I said, the only thing that changed their age changed and their circumstances changed, but they still, they're still the same. But that amount of money go up. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, we, we've had that conversation. I'm like, look, you can't call me every day. You know what I'm saying? You got to make it stretch now. <laughs> every other day. Okay. Right. Hold on. So, uh, LA, real, real quickly, um, one thing I wanted to give you a chance to talk about your books because I know I, I asked you uh, before we start recording, and you mentioned that you are an author as well as as like myself, um, and you have several books. So let's let's talk about your books real quick. Oh my goodness! Okay, um, I have three books, and my very first book is a book that's dedicated to my grandfather, my papa. Um, it is just basically talking about my journey with him and, and his his passing. You know, um, it's called From Breakdown to Breakthrough, Life After Death. And mm-hmm. he's my co-author. That was a gift that I, I, I gifted him after he passed. I know he was smiling on the edge of heaven because now he's a best-selling author too. Like That was something that I, I desired to have. My second book is The Root Calls. A journey to healing your inner child. So it is talking about the things that we deal with as a child and, you know, how we can kind of pull ourselves out of that. And then the third book is called Weight Training, W A I T training. 
because there's so many people that I know personally, including myself, that is praying and waiting for something that just has not happened yet. However, you still believe. And what do we do in order to stay in that vein of belief, even when it looks impossible, even when things look like it's not going to happen? What what will happen if you just wait to see, you know, like when is, you know, when everything is going to open up? And there's personally something I've been waiting for that is currently blossoming very beautifully. And I'm excited about it. And I'm like, wow, God, this is why you made me wait because I needed to get to a certain position in my particular life and my healing and my womanhood and, and everything in order to be able to appreciate the gift because a gift given too soon can be a curse. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to get it too soon and kind of, you know, kind of blow it up. However, if you wait, then it'll be a beautiful thing. So those are my three books. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like the I like the name of that the play on words for the last one, the the weight training. I I like that. Um, I'm gonna have to look into that one myself because uh, that sounds like an interesting read. So, oh, it's uh, good. Uh, it's first, good now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good now. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> so, let me say, <laughs> thank you for being on. Right, I thank you for taking out your time. I want you to uh, have the last word. And I want you to leave us with uh, some words of inspiration, motivation, how you feel, you know, and definitely uh, share with us where we can get your books at and um, your social media handles where we can follow you. So I'm going to give you a a second to think on that uh, while you're thinking about it to my listeners. uh, Again, thank you guys for tuning in uh, to the uh, to the podcast, I would say to the workshop. Um, so <laughs> I want you guys make sure that you guys are checking us out um, on our website, the dealhealfulfilled.org website, which is the company website, um, my company website, where you can find out more about me as a speaker, as an author, and also as a podcaster or a workshop uh, facilitator to come in to work with you and your school or your organization. Also, check out ebooks by ejames.com, ebooks by ejames.com, which are ebooks are available. One of them, which we've talked about a little bit today, which is the core four, which is the four core values that every daughter should receive from her father, uh, as well as uh, males to men, um, and uh, forgiving me the four steps to self-forgiveness is also available there. Also, um, I've been blessed to be a part of this organization called the Forgiveness Mission. Um, You can find us at theforgivenessmission.com. And one of the things that we do, we hold free uh, virtual workshops every quarter of the year. Um, You have to go to Eventbrite to register, but we have these free workshops and we talk about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, and just everything having to do with forgiveness and and, um, teaching forgiveness and, and what it means to forgive and who is it, who is for, because forgiveness is never for the other person. It's always for you to release yourself, um, from those things that, uh, forgiveness holds us uh, bound by. So I'm definitely, uh, inspired by that. Make sure you guys go check us out because at the time you're listening to this podcast, either one just ended or one is coming up. Um, so you can go to forgivenessmission.com and, uh, see, uh, find out when the next Workshop will be again. It is free and it is virtual. Um, so make sure you guys are checking that out. And last but not least, I told you guys at the beginning of the show that I would tell you how you can win a hundred dollars from the podcast. You can win a hundred dollars by joining our super subscriber 
pot super subscriber contest. And what does that mean? You must first subscribe to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, and our podcast on Spotify. After you've done those three things, you text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. The contest is ongoing and is random, which means once you in, you can always win. You don't never have to uh, re-up anymore. You in it, you can get, you can win $100 from the podcast from doing what you do anyway. And so make sure you guys, uh, again, listen to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and then don't be selfish. Don't keep it to yourself, but share it with someone else because I know that we're doing great things on this podcast, and I just want to make sure to get to as many people as you can. So, Miss LA, once again, let me say thank you uh, once again uh, for coming on and for sharing your expertise and your story with us. I definitely appreciate you taking out time to spend with me and my listeners. And I'll let you have the last word. So the floor is yours. All right. Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> I'm so used to telling people, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for allowing me. <laughs> it's always different on the other side of the mic, right? I know. <laughs> Here we go. So as you all know, I am L.A. Roberts and you can look me up on LARobertsSpeaks.com. All of my information is there. You can click to see what my products are. All of my books are there. The events that I have coming up are also listed there as well. Um, my Instagram is L underscore A underscore Roberts, which I put right there. So it will not be hard for you to find. And then L.A. Roberts is my my Facebook. So everything LA Roberts. And I always tell people, if you look up LA Roberts and it is not me, it is a phony. Okay. So look for me. I am is me. Okay. So um, I would just say to you all to stay encouraged. There have been so many things that have happened within the last few years that may have put you flat on your back and you didn't know what to do. However, we have survived a global pandemic meaning that you are still here, you are still alive, you are still breathing, and you are having the opportunity to watch this. You have your eyes, your ears to hear. You can walk or talk or you're healthy. I don't know what your situation is. However, I know it can get better. So if you're feeling away right now and you're feeling like, you know, things won't get better, or I don't know what to do, give it a little time, okay? And I mean, it can happen suddenly. I always say suddenly there will be a shift, but it can happen today. Are you ready? Prepare yourself for greatness and it will surely chase you down. All right. And we can't end it no better than that. To my listeners, thank you guys for tuning in once again to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, where our mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right, see you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtohealtees.myshopify.com. Remember, 
Our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.